Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed, where we talk about family and consumer science education. This podcast is geared towards recruiting, maintaining, and supporting all FCS educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am here to help boldly celebrate with you families and careers. Hi, and welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. I'm your host, Barbara Scully, and today I have an amazing guest with me today. She is owner and founder of Fresh Facts, which is either a website and also a curriculum resource. She and her husband combined have over 30 years teaching experience as a family consumer sciences educators. So welcome, Ramona. Thank you so much for being here today. And please give the audience all sorts of information about who you are and everything that you are doing. I do have to make one correction. My husband was never in education. I dragged him into this business kicking and screaming because of his computer skills. He's a computer technician. And as you know, because everything is digital now, I needed that side of the expertise. So he is now retired from that. I am retired from teaching family consumer science for 32 years, seven years at the middle school level in a very affluent suburb outside of Chicago, and 25 years in the southern part of Illinois in a very rural, not so affluent community at the high school level. So I've always felt that those two extremes really gave me kind of a good footing for writing materials, creating curriculum, creating activities that are good for a variety of levels and income levels and resources. I just feel like I've got a a good flavor for both, good experience in both extremes in both areas. I agree. It's it's so important to be able to have both ideas of you know what you know urban and rural communities are going through to just to be able to have a better perspective on how to better support everybody. The two communities are very different. Their expectations are different. Their expectations for their children, their expectations for their schools, what they want their children to have in a rural community. And by the way, this is the community where I grew up in rural Southern Illinois. They still have an appreciation for things like canning and quilting and all those basic family consumer science skills, where in the northern part of the state, it's different. They're looking more for a career direction for their children. They're looking for sometimes a higher level of instruction. They want, you know, if their child has an interest in nutrition or in food preparation, or they want them to have a little bit more of a a flavor of what a career in that area might be. So the two come together in many ways, but in other ways, they're divergent too. So how you present the information and the kinds of things, activities that you have your students do are somewhat different in tone, possibly. But it's fun. It's fun to be able to connect in a a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Well, so what have you been working on with Fresh Facts? Oh, my goodness. I guess right now the, the biggest initiative we have going is creating activities that enable teachers to easily and somewhat effortlessly bring STEAM into the classroom. 
again, this is something that is, it's expected of all teachers right now. We want the science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And I think the art piece was the thing that made it all click for me, made it so that I could devise and come up with activities for family consumer science to emphasize these areas. Once the art piece came into place, then, you know, STEM going into STEAM really made it fit family consumer science for me. And when I was thinking about creating STEAM activities, and by the way, we have two resources and every resource is based on standalone activities and they all have all of the standards and they have connections for every one of the STEAM concepts and they're just pretty in-depth, but each teacher then can tailor those activities to make it fit their students. But when I started thinking about needing to do this, because I was hearing from teachers at conferences that they needed this, their administrators were asking them, how are you incorporating STEM specifically into the FACTS curriculum? And so they were looking for activities, but I kind of struggled with the engineering part. I thought, okay, you know, our godson is a chemical engineer and I'm thinking, how in the world do you bring engineering into family consumer science? So that, well, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out. So I did some research and I'm a research fanatic. I can sit for hours reading and, you know, and reaching, researching into a topic. And I came across the definition for engineering. And it's so simple. Engineering is nothing more than problem solving. You just, now that what level you take it to is the difference. Uh, in a family and consumer science class, we're going to, going to do engineering in a very basic way. But of course, when you get it, become someone involved in engineering as a career field, then it's going to be very different. But when I saw that it was problem solving, I thought, okay, what I can do is I can always set up these activities based on a real life problem. So that's what I do with every activity I create in STEAM. I, I come up with a real life scenario. I write a little, little paragraph or introduce the students to a setting. And then I propose a scenario and they are a problem and they have to then set about in a very organized way, and that's something else I learned in my research, engineers always follow what's called the EDP, the engineer design process. And so I adapted that and created a family and consumer science EDP. And it, it, it's, it's a cycle. You start with the problem, and then it takes you through steps of brainstorming and application and then you, you know, it, it just takes you through this entire process. And at any point in the process, you can go back and change, you know, change your plan if it's not working out. It's just a very interesting process and it worked great with small groups. It, it's just wonderful. So that has been a growing passion. We now, as I said, we now have two resources for that. The second one is based strictly on careers. So in each one of the 20 different activities in the resource, each the students are introduced to a different career. And they're all across the family consumer science spectrum. Every content area is represented. So that's one thing. And then I know I'm going on and on here, but right now I, I just finished. I also love, I'm a reader, and I also love bringing fiction into the family consumer science classroom. 
And so I'm always reading young adult novels. And if, if teachers are not reading these novels now, they really should be. First of all, there's some great, great books out there, great stories. So we have, let's see, I have two, resor- two complete resources. On, no, three uh, resources on bringing fiction and reading into the facts classroom. But I'm so excited about the book I just finished last night. And it's, uh, I'm not going to get the title exactly right. It's something about leftovers. What about leftovers? And it's a wonderful novel about family and, and food and just so many different aspects. And I like, I used to use novels in my classroom in place of textbooks. And then I took my activities to go along with it. Anyway, that reading is another one of my passions so that I have these resources spinning around in my head all the time. So that's what's going on in family. Oh, I also am trying to, to work in uh, textile science in a way with the electronics. That's another uh, resource I have in development. Now I'm going to let you ask me some more questions. <laughs> Can <laughs> no, you tell me I, I get all it. excited about, I get so excited about these things. And when I develop them, I think, oh, I wish I could teach this one. I wish I could implement this one. So that's why it's fun to go to conferences when we're allowed to have face-to-face conferences, because then I can talk to teachers who have used these things in the classroom and they tell me how their students reacted to them. So anyway, that's that's it. No, I love it. So you have gone to conferences and how have you, you know, you bring fresh facts and you're a vendor and what have, I guess, what are some of the things that, you know, other educators who have used your, your curriculum, um, what have they said? Oh, we've had wonderful feedback. Um, I don't want this to sound like a sales pitch because it's not. Because believe me, this is not an income source for us. This is more a creative outlet for me than anything else. It's because I still have this passion for, for teaching for facts. But we get wonderful feedback. We get very positive feedback because they, they like to have something that's different. And I don't want to downplay textbooks because a textbook is a good foundation. However, you, you have to meet your students where they are. And I think that coming, being able to pull out a lesson that is different, that, that takes a different perspective that, uh, for one, I'll give you an example. Um, I had, in one of my earliest resources, I did a, a project I called Dinner in a Movie, and where I asked students to pick a movie and then that they liked. And of course, I had to approve the movie because, you know, there's some that I would not approve for classroom use. So anyway, I, they had to tell me why they liked the movie. And then they had to plan a dinner menu that went along with the theme of the movie. Some, either a scene from the movie or the overall theme of the movie or the location, we would work together and, and figure this out. And I had one teacher that came back and then they prepared the meal. They planned the menu. They played, you know, and you taught all the meal planning principles and all that kind of stuff. Through. And they had one teacher come back and say that their kids wanted to do another one. They wanted to do another project. Can we do that one again? Can we do that one again? And I thought that is like music to my ears, you know, that they enjoyed it so much. And if students don't enjoy something, they're just going to go through the motions. But if they like it and they, they enjoy what they're doing and they're connected to it, then I think it sticks with them longer. 
So I think that's what, but those kinds of things take time to develop. And that's what I'm trying to do is have those kinds of resources available for teachers so that they don't have to spend, like I probably spend one to two weeks on each one of these activities, coming up with every worksheet and all the things that go with it. Teachers don't have the time to do that. If they can have something that they can pull off the shelf and say, oh, this works with what I'm doing, then then I've done them a favor and hopefully done their students a favor at the same time. So, so that's, that's my goal. That's what keeps me going. But that's the kind of feedback that, that we get at conferences and, you know, through comments on the blog and people will eat. I have a couple of teachers that, that both have to happen to be in Alabama, by the way. And they call me so often that I recognize their voices. They don't even have to tell me who it is on the telephone. And we just sit and visit. And we actually met last year at the state conference in Birmingham, Alabama for the first time. And it was like a sisterhood thing. We had such a wonderful, wonderful meeting together to to finally get to talk face to face. But we're actually working on a project together. But anyway, a STEAM Academy project for when we go back to regular conferences. But anyway, I'm go I, I go on and on. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry because I love it. And I love hearing your passion for this because I think the best thing about for all of us being educators, family consumer sciences, and you know entrepreneurs, we're all creative. And that has been like probably my favorite thing throughout this whole COVID-19 experience. I've been able to really release uh, and unlock my creativity uh, in coming up with some innovative you know projects to keep my students engaged. You know, so there's a lot to be said, you know, when it comes to STEAM and STEM and being creative and problem solving and, um, you know, for that engineer aspect. I, I, I love it. And it, and it also, it, it just reaffirms like I'm in the right profession <laughs> because uh, just like what you're saying, you know, being able to just be passionate and being creative because I think for all of us, we're, we're stifled in creativity, but also in other ways, creativity is, it's ever flowing. And if we aren't able to release our creativity as educators, we are somehow, I think, not always allowing our students to be creative either. It feels like we can easily slip into rote. We can slip into, let's memorize, you know, the, the, how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon and then, you know, tablespoons in a cup, all that kind of basic information, but that's a foundation. We need to build on that. And, and again, I, I know that and I tell my teachers that I meet at conferences or wherever I, I know that I don't do anything that they couldn't do themselves. I have the time and I have the structure set up with this very small business that we have to allow me to do that. And I also love to talk to teachers who take my ideas and they tell me how they tailored it for their situation. Instead of this, you know, aspect of the activity, they did that. Or instead of having it be a a standalone individual activity, they did it as a group or it's, I love it. I love to hear how, how they take a nugget, something that I've set up for them and tailor it to meet their students' needs or their interest level. Or often it's a community thing too. 
what makes it fit best with the, the kids in their community. Because that's, you know, that's very personal too. That's very different. So that's, that's always fun for me. I miss the conferences. We, uh, we were supposed to go to back to Birmingham, Alabama and do uh, a STEAM Academy workshop. We were going to do a half day with a select number, not a select, but a, a limited number of teachers. And we were going to develop STEAM resources, STEAM activities based on the, the lesson plans that the teachers brought to the program. And because of COVID-19, that didn't happen. The conference, it was not possible for us to do that. So we're planning it for 2021. But I really miss that connection with the teachers. I, I love it when they comment on the Facebook posts and things like that. But that's not the same. It's the face-to-face conversations are, are so appreciative, appreciated. And it's, it stimulates, you know, my creativity as well as maybe benefits them too a little bit. So maybe 2021 will be more of a personal connection opportunity, I hope. I hope so, just because, you know, I, I've suffered, I know I have suffered by being, you know, in isolation and uh, not being able to, you know, see my colleagues or be stimulated by, you know, the conversations that we would have, you know, in a face-to-face environment. So I know I have suffered greatly in those areas, but, you know, I'm also grateful in other ways for this experience because it's made me really have to, you know, dig deep and figure out other creative ways on how to bridge that. So, you know, I love Zoom like right now, (laughs) what we're doing, it's, I'm so grateful for this because otherwise I wouldn't have even really thought about this uh, technology piece. So that really, we're constantly learning new tricks, right? Yes. And I, I think that's wonderful. I'm, I'm kind of, I think I would classify myself as a nerd because I feel like if I haven't tried something new almost every day, then I'm, you know, I'm missing the boat somehow. And I do think the fact that we have Zoom and so many of these things, it's, it's been a lifesaver through this situation. And I, I try to think what I can do to help fax teachers during this time. I, I really do. We have a lot of things that they can download from the, from the website for free and a few things like that. But I, I, I crave this talking to teachers and wanting to know what what's this experience been like for you? I still have some some good friends who are still actively teaching, but one teaches science and one teaches English. Um, none of my my closest facts teacher friends are still in the classroom. They were in my age range, and so I want to know, you know, how, what are your te- your students doing? What what would really work for them? What would help you and help them if if I could develop something for you, you know, are they, will they do the activities? If you send them home with them, would they do something based on a novel? Would they, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the time frame is that they expect of their students, how quickly they expect them to turn around on projects. Can they bring something to a, the school or something that they have created? Can a hands-on project work? I just, I really, I really wish that there was some way to have that conversation 
with just um, maybe a variety of teachers from different different areas of the country, in but all in family consumer science, and just let us have a have a conversation. What what has worked for you? What is not? What are you looking at for the next school year? Because that again is such a such an unknown. Even though you know, I think most schools probably have something of a plan in place, but you don't know if it's what are the outcomes going to be. Is that going to work? Is it going to be, you know, are, are we going to try to have in-person school and it's not going to work and we're going to have to, sh- I, I don't know. There's just so many unknowns, but I just, I, I really, again, I miss the conferences. I miss that opportunity to talk to teachers, to find out where they are, what's their experience been. So that that's, I think that's a challenge. And yet the technology is enabling us to at least have some semblance of connection and communication with other people. And that we should be grateful for that. Absolutely. What a, I guess all of a sudden you really just kickstarted my creative juices. I Um, I saw that in your eyes. (laughs) No, I'm like, Hmm, I'm wondering, I think it would be, you know, if doing like possibly a, a Facebook live with you and have, you know, on my connect FCS ed Facebook page and have you on and just having conversation and seeing, you know, having other teachers pop in and ask questions. I think that would be, I think that would be really neat. And that would be able to, we're creating that connection, listening to teachers and listening to one another yeah, you know, share advice as we move forward into this unknown, you know, COVID-19 fall or autumn, because, yeah, I know for my community, it's going to be announcing either we're a hybrid or uh, we're going to be starting off the first nine weeks of school in a remote setting, as on the western side of Washington State all school districts have announced that they're going to start the first nine weeks of, you know, school being remote learning. And I know there's other communities, you know, in other states who are doing the same thing. So I think it would be a really neat, a neat discussion uh, to do like a roundtable discussion, talking about what it is that we're going to be doing and, and, or there are teachers who are like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Yeah, so I think that would be, I think that would be a really neat, just open forum, you know, giving us a chance to, you know, meet with one another and talk about, talk shop, and then figure out how we can do our classes a CTE class. So we have to be hands-on. Well, how can we be hands-on when we're not in the classroom? Exactly. And how do you get work hands-on work back from students. I think that Facebook Live thing would be so exciting as long as nobody expected me to have any answers. <laughs> it should just be a, a, a dialogue. Just a, I, I would love to participate in something like that because I'm, like I said, I'm just craving. I just, I, I really want to know how teachers are handling this. I want to know what I can create for them and not thinking about trying to sell somebody something, but just what can I, and can I adapt the things that we've already done 
to suit this somehow. I, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm walking in the dark and, and I can't even imagine getting ready to go back to school. I used to get very frustrated with my administrators if I didn't know my class schedule by like the 1st of July. I wanted to know. I wanted to know what my next year was going to look like. I wanted to know, did I have to pull this together or that together? Did I need to, you know, I, I wanted to know. I'm a planner. And as a planner, I can't imagine how you all are walking through this in real time, in real life. I just, and a friend of mine, the math teacher, and we were talking outside, so six feet, socially distanced the other day when she stopped by. And she was trying to imagine she has a little grandchild who's going to school this year for the first time. And she said, I can't imagine my granddaughter going into kindergarten and facing her teacher. And her teacher is wearing a face mask and a face shield because our teachers here are talking about, they're talking about wanting them to wear face shields. I think that would be so eerie for that child. And, and that just things like that, that personal connection with, a teacher with your initial experience at school, it brings tears to my eyes to think about how, how strange that's going to be. I don't, there's, just, there's just so much about it that's just such uncharted territory. And it's, it's, it's very hard to know. I, I, I just am amazed that, that you all who are still in the classroom and are, are facing these challenges and rising to the occasion, I have no doubt. Well, I have to say, you know, last school year, you know, is going to be a complete, it's going to look completely different going into, you know, this coming school year, you know, standards are, the standards for us are going to be much higher and which is also daunting for us because a lot of us are, you know, learning new technologies and converting our lessons into digital lessons. And that's something that is, you know, a challenge for a lot of people. So we just all have to, you know, we're better together is kind of my, my motto and uh, learning from one another, talking to one another, because if you're doing something in your classroom and I hear about it, all of a sudden, it gets me thinking, oh, I wonder if I could be able, able to incorporate, you know, maybe a piece of it into what I'm doing and not make it better, but make it better for my group of students. Exactly. And it, it, it often will just be a strategy, not an actual lesson or skill maybe, but just a strategy for how to teach that or how to encourage students to to work at a certain pace or in a certain area just just teaching strategies i think that probably is the biggest piece to the puzzle is just how do we do this nuts and bolts how do we do this and what's worked for one person and one teacher in one setting may never have occurred to a teacher in a, in a similar situation so that sharing i think is vital yeah it's vital in in order to to keep current because well in FCS and other CTE classes that's what we do we're all about current trends happening in professions professional environments and that stuff is so important so 
What do you have a favorite saying at all? Or did you create any sort of favorite slogan? Well, our slogan for our business is fresh ideas for teaching family consumer science. We always use a daisy in some form or we now we use a light bulb. That's the same kind of thing. That's our mantra because I want what we offer to be different from what everybody else is offering. And I just offering a, a slightly different perspective. My f- motto is it comes from Steve Martin, the comedian. I have it on the wall in my kitchen. I always end every one of my presentations that I do at conferences, which I love to do, by the way. I also miss that. Oh, I miss that. I love that talking to teachers and that, again, that feedback kind of thing. But the slogan is be so good they can't ignore you. That's the quote from Steve Martin. And I've always felt like that's what family and consumer science teachers have to do. We have to. We can't just sit in our little classroom and expect that people are going to give us the kind of credit or recognition that our programs deserve. We have to go a step beyond. I always wanted, when my students left my classroom, I always wanted them to have something that they could take away to the, when they go to their next class you know what Mrs. Hatch said, this is so funny, or this is so silly, or this is so different. Did you know, I always wanted to give them, this is what I call accessories, little something, a little tidbit of something that was just surprising enough for them to go, huh, I never knew that. Or really, is that where that came from? Just little things. And I had one class that when I was teaching that was particularly good at this. And several of the students in that class would go from my class to a math teacher who was down the hall, a guy he's still teaching. He's a wonderful math teacher, but they always called him the sergeant because he was so military and and he didn't even have a military background, but so so regimented in the way he, he ran his classroom. And they would always say, ooh, I've got, I won't tell you his name because somebody about that. I have to tell Mr. Math that, I'll just call him that, you know, he won't, he'll think that's so funny or he won't believe that because I'd tell them something that somebody with a family consumer science background came up with, you know, and, and that everybody uses like Ellen Swallow Richards. We all know Ellen Swallow Richards. But anyway, I always wanted them to take something away. I wanted to grab their attention, even if it was just conversational, even if it was just when they were working at a textile lab or a foods lab or something. And I was just walking around talking to them, you know, just share some little something that they might think was interesting or different or funny. I think it's wonderful to be funny in the classroom, you know, to, to laugh along with your students. Oh, I just thought of a funny one. but I Well, laughter brings everybody together. It does. Much the way that food does. Exactly. In very much the same way, a very positive, pleasant kind of way, kind of breaks down barriers a little bit. So anyway, that's, but that is my motto. I, my Steve Martin quote, be so good. I love your faxessorize slogan. (laughs) I make up words too. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm goofy to the, to the extreme, but I just think it's, I, I have a whole book of those things I've collected over the years of little bits of information about something related to family consumer science. For example, for example, did you know 
that Frank Lloyd Wright's son did not exactly follow in his dad's footsteps, but you know what he created, what he invented? What? Lincoln Logs. Oh, is that's the reaction. Thank you so much. That's it. That's what I go for. Yes. Is that not just interesting? I grew up with Lincoln Logs. So yes, yes. <laughs> I had no Still, idea that. I know. Cool. I know. Isn't that just interesting? My poor husband, he listens to this stuff all the time now that I don't have a classroom to tell it to. But that's, that's an example of a accessory. Just something that you just kind of, you're teaching a child development class. And you're talking about toys. And you're talking about, and you put up a picture of a Frank Lloyd Wright house and tell you, you know, you know how he had his connection to child development. Do you know what? Those Lincoln logs over there in the corner, his son invented those. And that was basically his biggest accomplishment in life was inventing Lincoln logs. But it's a pretty enduring one, pretty enduring legacy. So that's what I mean by a accessory. Just little things that to make them go, oh, your reaction was so perfect. And you, people will think that you that we rehearsed this. No, uh, no, no rehearsing. <laughs> <laughs> With all my rambling, of course, it, it could not have been scripted because it's so unstructured. But yeah, yeah, just things like that, you know, just unexpected things. I love it. Well, we're going to sign off because I know you have to go garden. <laughs> yes, I have to take care of my roses. They need me. Yeah, and... I have a bunch of other things. If I have kids downstairs that need their mom, (laughs) but this has been such a great conversation. And I think I would love to, you know, partner with you and do a Facebook live, just having an open roundtable discussion and hearing what, you know, other teachers have to say. And so I would love to have you back on, but do it in a real time setting. So what do you think of that? I love the idea. And actually, my calendar is fairly empty right now because we're staying at home. So yeah, that would be great anytime. I would love it. I would love to have the the opportunity to to see what teachers are doing and what their experiences have been currently with all this situation, how they're addressing it. I, I would just love it. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll connect with you and we'll, uh, we'll sync up our calendars and and then I have to do some, you know, I'm going to have to do some learning on how to do, you know, Facebook Live and Zoom at the same time. So I'll have to reach out to a couple of my other tech friends who are really innovative when it comes to this kind of stuff and see how, how they make it work. And I will learn at the same time. You can teach me. This is, yeah. this is perfect. This is see, perfect. we're better together. <laughs> yes, we are. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend time with us. And, you know, just I love accessorizing our lessons and I love learning new curriculum ideas and because that's how we learn and how we grow. Exactly. And this has been a joy for me. This is so much fun. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time and we'll be in touch later. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In this podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. 
My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Each week, I will choose one special person to win some Connect FCS Ed swag. So be sure to add your name to the review, and I will reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks again for spending your time with me today, and be sure to visit me at fcspodcast.com for past episodes and more gifts to help spread the word that family and consumer science is today's home economics.